Good morning. It is the 12th, 12th of November, and it is about 15 after 11 in the morning. I'm going on a walk here. I hope things aren't too loud, because I'm going to be walking on Woodward, which is a fairly busy street. This might be a fairly long chat considering I'm going to be talking um, for about 40 minutes. Two ways. Giant tractor here scooping up leaves along the road. Neat. Gobs of leaves. Okay, so... My wife has a YouTube channel, and it's been interesting seeing her work on that and the progress that she has made. The challenge that I have when I talk is not very great. I can talk, and my wife can attest to this, and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and just move from one subject to another and go on and on and on. Now, it doesn't always make a whole lot of sense. I'll, I'll be the first to happily admit that. I know that in many of my chats, I've yandered and wandered and gotten off the trail and off into the weeds, and then sometimes I never even get back to the trail. But at least I can talk, and I have no difficulty in just going and going and going. My wife has had less so now than ever before i think i mean at least as far as i've known her has had trouble in in talking at all i mean just anything especially when she'll get upset or or bothered she'll just kind of go into this shutdown mode where if she's emotionally distraught and this doesn't happen all that often anymore and usually with a little urging i can get her out of it pretty pretty easily but there would be times in the past where I would ask her what was the matter or what was going on. I could tell that she was distressed, upset, bothered by something, and she just would not respond. She would just kind of stare at me blankly like I had spoken some strange alien language. And she would just look at me and I'd say, Vera, I need you to talk to me. What's going on? And she just wouldn't do it. And the way she's described that that feeling, what would happen is that she would just shut down. That it would, it was almost like there was too many processes happening. There was too much information. Her, her RAM, if you will, her, I don't know, her memory was just all clogged up. Oh, I hope this isn't too loud. I imagine it's gonna be kind of obnoxious listening to all this traffic, but maybe not. <clears throat> Anyhow, I'm just gonna keep on going and do what we can do. So being the complete opposite of that, where my problem, if I have one when it comes to talking, is shutting the hell up, I even have a code word. Uh, what is it? A, what do they call that when you have some sort of a, a phrase, a safety word? A safety word? I guess that's what it is. Um, for my wife that I came up with when I would just go on and on and on because she would just let me, and I would just 
go on for 10, 15, 20, 30, maybe an hour sometimes of just talking. And you just sit there and just kind of take it. And this, I wasn't being mean. It wasn't, I say take it as in like this was something damaging. I wasn't, it was just me talking. I might be just talking about my day and how this, and then I just go on to the story and then that turns into how I know about this thing. And then that suddenly we're talking about a movie and then how in the hell did we get over here talking about a memory that you had as a child when you had first started talking about doing, what you're doing at work? Where is this going? And I just go and go and go and go because I, I don't know because I'm in love with the sound of my own voice or because it's, I, I, and that's not it. I think it's more that I like ideas and I like getting them out and I like being a portal through which they come. I like observing them and, and taking a look at them and seeing, hey, what's this idea about? No, okay, well, that's a goofy idea and how'd that get in my head? And oh, let's see what this is. And it's just, it's like a kid playing in mud. At a certain point, you gotta go, okay, you gotta get out of the mud now. You, you're just, you're, you're a mess. Let's, let's get you cleaned up here. My goodness. So I came up with this, this safety word, this password that'll shut me down within, usually within 10 seconds. My wife says Shakespeare. And if she says that, I, I immediately wrap it up. There was a, um, I think it was a mad TV sketch where there was this button or a, a sign or something that the people had. It was this, this product, this joke product that you could buy. It was this wrap it up thing. Again, I don't know if it was a buzzer or a th- something. And you'd, you'd hit it or you'd show the sign and you would just say, wrap it up. You're taking too long. And it was kind of people mid-sex and okay, wrap it up. I'm like, oh, what, really? I, I, okay, all right, I'll get to, I'll try and finish up here real quick or you're taking too long to say this thing or you're not explaining it fast enough. Wrap it up. Come on. Wrap it up. And uh, that's kind of what this Shakespeare thing is about. You might wonder, well, why in the heck did you pick Shakespeare? Well, Shakespeare is the one that, as far as I know, came up with the, the quote, brevity is the essence of wit. And so, in a sense, she's saying, the longer you talk, the more stupid you sound. So get to the end as quick as you possibly can. And that has helped a lot. And I've encouraged her to use this. I've said, try and use that, that code word, at least once a day. Exert that, that ability because that'll help you go, oh, I can do this. I don't have to sit here and listen to him just ramble on. I'm getting bored. I don't want to hear this anymore. My goodness, what is he trying to say? Just shut the hell up. And so now she has the ability to just, with one word, once she identifies that I've been going on for a little bit too long, because sometimes I can't even see it myself. I'm just going and going and going, and it's like the kid in the mud. I'm just having a blast out there. Woohoo! This is so much fun. La 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 la. At some point, somebody's got to show up, mom or dad or somebody, the adult, got to get back into the situation and go, okay, all right, that's enough. Come back in. And so that's what my wife does, Shakespeare. And I shut it down real quick. There's, I don't think there's ever been once where I couldn't get to the end within. 20 words, 30 words, tops. Sometimes I might ask her, can I say one other thing? And she will either grant me that or not. And it's not, you might say, boy, you sure sound whipped. No, it's I'm trying to respect her time and I know that this is a problem. And if I want to override that, I will. And I have, and I'll sometimes say, I think it's only happened a couple of times. I'll say, I can't wrap this up. I need to explain this a little bit longer. 
But that's so rare. It's so rare that what you're saying is of vital importance that you've got to say another three minutes of, of talking. Usually you can get to the end real quick. And so she helps me become aware of that by saying Shakespeare. This is all to say that my problem of not being able to wrap things up quickly, not being able to get to the point, is a problem that she doesn't have. She has the opposite problem. How do I start talking? And I've just said, you just start talking. And so her YouTube channel that she has, if you care to check it out, it's Raska's sister. That's V-R-A-S-K-A-S and then sister. Vraska is the name of a, a planeswalker slash legendary figure from the game, the universe of Magic the Gathering. And so she's this, this Gorgon queen of the Golgari, which is a, a people group that lives on a, a plane of existence called Ravnica. It's the, 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 the city of guilds. It's just this massive world that's just one giant sprawling city that just goes and goes and goes endlessly. And uh, the Golgari are the, the the tenders of the of the undead and the, the recently deceased. They they they're fungus and decay and rot and and regrowth and rebirth. So there's things like skeletons and insects and maggots and fungus and mushrooms, which is are fungus, obviously. Um, I, the Sisters of Stone Death, which are this group of Gorgons. And so Vraska is the currently in the storyline. The head, she's the, the Gorgon, the Golgari Queen. And so Vera really likes playing those colors. They're red, or I'm sorry, not red. Um, black and green, and black is kind of the, the, the decay, rot side, and Green is the rebirth, regrowth side. And Vera likes playing those colors, and so she named her channel after this one of the main characters that represents those colors, or that is of those colors, and she talks about Magic the Gathering. And getting in front of camera, she's a little bit camera shy, or she had been, she's not so much now. And so I've been practicing with her and helping her and trying to come up with different exercises. One thing that I notice is that she's I said, it's, it's kind of weird, but when I talk, I'm, I, I don't have a good way to say this because what I'm about to say won't make a whole lot of sense. You think, what? Or it might. It might not make a whole lot of sense. I'm, I'm not listening to what I'm saying, but I'm paying attention to it. Or maybe you, wanna, you could think of it the other way, that I'm, I am listening, but I'm not paying attention. What I mean by that is I'm hearing what I'm saying as I talk so I can make a tweak. So if I say... I was walking down the road the other day and went up on the bridge and I got, wait, no, I, not the bridge. I was, I went under the bridge. I don't know why I said I went on the bridge. I'm paying attention or I'm listening to what I'm saying, but I'm not watching it so much that when I make that mistake, I go, oh my goodness, I, I made a mistake. I, I touched on this in my, my roll with it video. You got to be able to just flow and move along and, and work with the mistakes that you make. And it's like, stumbling on a on a sidewalk that you you didn't see the that the lip of the 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 sidewalk there was an extra couple inches taller than you thought it was and so your your foot as you're dragging it along 
or not dragging it, just lifting it. See, right there, that's, that's an example of, of me listening to what I'm saying. I'm hearing what I'm saying, but I'm not super paying attention to it. I'm not getting hung up on these things and going, oh, God, gosh, I made this mistake. My wife said something that I thought was a, a good analogy. She, she said that it's kind of like you're driving and you hit a pothole. And on the one side, you go, oh, my goodness, I, I hit a pothole. And you're looking in the rearview mirror and how did that happen? You're freaking out and you're but you're not paying attention anymore to what's around you. And suddenly you're, you're, you're all freaking out and you're, you're looking around in your rear view mirrors, then you're, you're not paying attention to your driving and you're, you're, you tur- turn the wheel and uh, you, you smash into somebody else. Whereas if you are paying attention, you go, but not getting caught up with, with your mistake that you hit the pothole, you go, oh, there's a pothole. And then you just move along with it. You watch what you're doing and keep on going. And you go, oh, I'll just be more aware of the potholes as, as they come along. Now that I'm, I know that there is a pothole on this road, maybe there's some more and I'll just keep my eye open for that. What my wife had been doing, and she's doing this less and less as time goes on, is getting hung up on those, on those small mistakes, like right there. If she had done something like that, kind of stumbled on her words, it could derail the entire chat. And she wouldn't, hadn't, it's not that something that happens as much as it had. She wouldn't keep on moving and just go and go, oh, look, I made a mistake. What does it matter? Here we go. It doesn't, I'm just going to go and go and go. And one of the exercises that I have helped, this is something that I've done many times and I've ta- talked about this. <clears throat> one of the exercises that I told her to try to do to get out of her head is to just say what you see around you. So, for example, I'm walking along Woodward Avenue. If you were to look at Woodward Avenue and look at Lover's Lane at Hartwick and Woodward, you'd see where I am right now at this point in time. I'm coming up to Owl, O-W-L. It's a diner, restaurant. It's got real greasy food. And if you actually look for a review on Google Maps, depending on how far in the future you are, you will see a review that I left there. And I tried to make it kind of funny, saying something about grease dripping down my spelt chin. So I'm going to go and do the practice now. So just to give you an idea of where I'm at, this is what it might sound like. What are you walking on? I'm walking on a sidewalk. What color is the sidewalk? It's it's gray, but it's got a splotch with a bunch of other colors. Okay. What do you see ahead of you? I see uh, right directly in front of me is a, a big red sign that says sign of the beef carver. What's to your left? Um, cars, a road, all kinds of things. Can you be more specific? What's dr- closest to your left if you're just to tip over and fall to your left? Grass. What else do you see? Uh, leaves, trash. What kind of trash? Candy wrappers, cigarette butts, gum. Okay. <clears throat> What's on your right? A uh, building. Avis rental center there's red i see gray brick i see cars now there's a lamp post the lamp post is black the black is paint i would assume that the post is metal it's probably not wood that'd be that'd be odd below that is a lock that is holding a chain that goes around the avis parking lot uh okay i see i'm passing a fire hydrant in front of me is some sort of nipply uh i don't know i don't know what to call this it's some sort of plastic thing that you walk on on the sidewalk a sidewalk ramp Thing? I, don't, I don't know what that's called. It's got to have some name. I don't know what it's called. Uh, 
passing under the sign of the beef carver now. I see more red bricks, lots of red bricks. Lots and lots and lots of red bricks all, all well, the bricks aren't red. Well, they are, but they're painted red. I don't know what the color of the bricks are, but they're painted red. So I guess they're red bricks. Um, I'm still walking on the gray, splotchy concrete sidewalk. And I just go along like that. So I'm just, I'm, I'm saying what I'm interacting with and what is tangibly around me. You can do this absolutely anywhere. As long as you're conscious and in a place, anywhere in existence at all, ever, you can do this. You're laying in a hospital bed. What do I see? You can't move a single thing except your eyes. I see, and you can just do this in your head. I see the roof. I see it. What color is it? It's gray. What else can you say about it? How many details can you pick out about it? I see dots. Can you count the number of dots? Well, I could, but I don't really want to. There's probably 100,000 dots in the ceiling, little, little pinpricks. Okay, is there anything else that stands out about the ceiling? It has a shadow cast on it. I didn't even notice that. That looks like a shadow from, I don't know, it's hard to tell, but there's a light, obviously, over to my right, and it's casting a shadow, uh, or something's casting a shadow onto the roof. It looks like maybe it's the, the monitor that's, that's monitoring my health right now. And so you just become very present and very aware of what is around you. It's not a difficult thing to do. You just say what you see. What is this? It's a car. What color is it? It's brown. Why is it brown? I don't know why it's brown. Somebody decided that would be a good color for that car and that's why it's brown, I guess. And they sprayed the paint on it. What else do you see about the car? What's it made of? And you just do this. So that's one activity, one practice that I helped her with. I also suggested that she put on some headphones put on some music as, as loud as she can stand that's not hurting her ears but loud enough that she can't really hear ver audibly her voice anymore she'd be able to hear it in her head but she couldn't hear herself audibly and then talk in this way she's not hearing how she sounds so much she's just hearing what she wants to be saying in her head and she just goes on and on and on and this will help her get out of hearing what she says and oh I, I derped that up or I said that in the wrong way or I sounded kind of dumb saying that or that's not the word I wanted to use well you can't hear that you're just you're hearing it inside your head which is different it's not the same why am I saying all of this why am I talking to you about this well I saw <laughs> a video on YouTube and there was this, it's, it's a channel person, the, 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 the person is her name, and I don't know if it's illegally her name, it probably is, and she has a channel, and the channel person, whatever, is the name, the, 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 the name of this person and channel is Amelia, E-M-I-L-I-A, Fart, if you do a little bit of Googling, I'm pretty sure you'd be able to find it without too much trouble. Amelia Fart. And the very first video I saw of her said, back when I, how I looked when I was normal or when I was normal or something like that. And it showed a picture on one side of somebody that was overweight. Um, not terribly that I can tell, but certainly not somebody that I'd see and look at and go, boy, she looks really healthy. She looked overweight and not terribly healthy. Her hair was, uh, a faded, uh, I don't know, turquoise green. She had 
neon pastel, neon and pastel makeup on, bright red lipstick. I feel kind of like a, I don't know, an overweight female joker. I don't think she was going for that look or maybe she, I don't, I have no idea. And so I thought, okay, what is this? And the, the picture, which apparently is the same person, what of, so that's one side of the, of the frame, of the, of the screen. And the other side of the screen is her back when she was normal, I guess. And she looked like she weighed a good, I don't know, 50 to 80 pounds less, looked healthier. Um, she had brown hair, didn't have the, the, the dyed hair, didn't have any of the crazy makeup on. And I just clicked to about the middle of the video and she was saying something about how she didn't feel like herself or something like that. And I looked into this person and read a short article because I thought, what, what is this? Is this some kind of joke? Is somebody somebody's doing a character? Well, <laughs> she says no. And the word on the street is no, it's not a character, this is her, this is her true self. I watched one other video, not even the whole thing, just, just a piece. And I just clicked into the, I don't know, the last third. Something like a, a day in, in my life. Showed her petting a cat while in bed. Her, her whole house looks like it's an absolute disaster. Looks like a real mess. Um, and she was eating, sitting on the floor, wrapped in a sheet. And it, it looked kind of a pretty sad, depressed life. But then I clicked to the end of the video and she was saying how this is her true self. It's not some sort of, it's not an act, this is really her. And she's never felt more true to herself than she does now. And how, um, she said something like, there's, I, I found a spark inside of me that I didn't know was there back when, when I was trying to be normal. Or, I'm not getting it, the quotation right, but it's something like that. And I thought, oh, that's neat. But a lot of people do that back when they're 12 or, or 15. And maybe this has just happened for her real late. And if that's the case, then I, I wish her well on her journey of self-discovery. But I've got a little story about this. The story is a personal story. It's me being my own Emilia fart, for lack of a better term, back when I was about 20. So happened a little bit, little bit late for me as well. Maybe, maybe I just didn't have the proper audience to try this out on, or maybe not being, not going to, to public school allowed this to blossom later, later than it might've been otherwise stifled. I think a lot of things that people might try don't get tried in the public sphere because they realize, oh, that would be really poorly received. For example, if you go to public school and um, you know, I, 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 I don't know if I should even go down this road. So I'm going to try and just sidestep the whole... You know what? Fuck it. In the last couple of years, there have been... There's been a recent uptick from what I've seen. 
according to statistics. I think it's something like an increase of 40%, I think. I don't I couldn't tell you the source of this and I and I don't know if that's accurate, but I, I, I think that's accurate. I'd say it's at least more than 10%, which is not an insignificant bump by its own, but an almost 50% increase is, is pretty substantial. And you might go, increase in what, Dell? Increase in people that identify as transgender. But the thing is about this, that's very interesting to me and worth considering, is the age range of these people are almost all middle school, high, high school range. At least that's what I've seen. This isn't people in their 60s and 70s going, you know what? I am a man. Some grandma comes to, to, to Christmas this year and goes, you know what? I've, I've been a man all this time. I imagine there's some of that, but I imagine you could find 200, if not 1,000, if not 10,000 individuals aged 10 to 18 that are saying that kind of thing. As a, for every one person over the age of 60. I would bet, I, I, I would bet it's a, a, at least 100 to 1. And so why is that? Well, you might say, well, it's the people that are over 60, they're already well established in themselves. They've already discovered themselves. And they're not going to go back on 60 years of establishment. Okay, yeah, maybe so. But it's also my feeling that the individuals that are under, say, 20-ish years old, the, high, the junior high, high school range, they're experimenting. They don't know who they are. I didn't know who I was. I wonder, and I was wondering this the other day, do 50-year-olds look back at their 30-year-old self and go, I didn't know who the heck I was. I had no idea. And then do 80-year-olds look back on their 50-year-old self? And then do 90-year-olds look back on their 80-year-old self? Do the people that have reached 100 years old look back on their 85, 90-year-old self and go, you know what? I had no idea who I was back then. At which point do you know? Is there a point? Is there ever a point? I look at 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 20-year-olds and go, ah, you've got so much learning to do. You'll, you'll know who more who you are when you're, when you're my age, when you're a grand old 34, 35 years old. Boy, you'll have so much more figured out. You're just a kid right now. But do the 40-year-olds look at the 34-year-olds and go, yeah, you're just a kid right now. You'll learn so much more. Oh, you've got so much to learn. Do the 50-year-olds look at the 40-year-olds and go, ah, oh, you, you child, you have so much to learn. I don't know. Does that ever stop? I, I suspect it doesn't. I, I have a feeling that it just ha- goes and goes and goes. You could, if you made it to 120, you'd look back at your 115-year-old self and, ah, oh, we've learned so much in the last five years. Depending on the individual, maybe there's some people that just sit in their hovel and don't do anything and just watch the same movie over and over and over and over. But I doubt that person lives 115 because their mind just goes, we're done. We don't need to do this anymore. We've done this for the last 40 years. We've done it enough. Let's go. Let's leave. We're done. Um, So how did I get on this? Well, if you're young, there's a good bit of experimentation that, that happens. What am I? What is this? I'm in a new world. How does that work? How does this work? What does this taste like in my mouth? What does this feel like on my face? Does this fit in my nose? There's a lot of that happening. Once you get older, you usually (laughs) stop putting things in random orifices to figure out what that feels like. Now that, for some folks, doesn't stop for quite a long time. They just keep on trying that out. I don't do that anymore because I know what I like and I know where I like it. 
You might go, yeah, yeah, but you've never tried no, 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 and you're okay. Well, I, you're right. I probably haven't because I don't even know what that is. But I'm just gonna say I'm good right now. Maybe, maybe there'll be an opportunity to put the went in the hoot do on a dee with a want want. I don't know. Maybe, and maybe depending on my mood and where I'm at mentally at that time, I'll give it a shot. I don't know. My point to all this, I said I was gonna tell you a personal story, is that you gotta figure out some of these things. You gotta work out the kinks. So when I was 20, 21-ish, somewhere around there, I was living with my grandmother and I didn't know what the heck was going on. I was kind of a mess. Now, I, I hope that I look back at 34 and go, boy, I still didn't know a whole lot of things, but at least I had things to a bit more together than I did when I was 20. I was a bit more honest with myself. I hope. I hope. I don't know if I would have said that I was all that honest with myself at 20. I, I probably would have said I was, is the, is the goofy thing. So it makes me wonder, how will I view myself at this point and at that point? Anyhow, that all aside, what did I do? What was this experiment? What happened? Stop holding this mystery over our heads and just get on with it. All right, so it was Christmas. It was either Christmas Eve or Christmas. Family, grandmother, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle. Big group of 12, maybe 15 of us. I don't know, good, good number of us. We're going out to have dinner at a Chinese restaurant. Well, most of the group dressed nicely. Wore their sweaters, wore some nice khaki slacks, jeans, good shoes. Comb their hair. They look nice. Look good. Look like a group that you'd see in a Christmas postcard. That's not what they'll look like. I am now going to go into this art store and I will tell you what I look like when I get out. Oh, I'm recording. Okay, good. Alright. So what did old Dell what did old Dell wear? What it he surely he wore something nice and, and, and uh, presentable and would have fit right in with that family portrait and wouldn't have stood out like a Thor sore thumb, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Dell would have stood out like the most sore of thumbs. So let's start with um, start with the shirt. Work away down. So I had a a fishnet shirt on, a long sleeve fishnet shirt, a tight mesh, something like you might see on a, a pretty woman that's gonna go to a, a rave and maybe wear a, some sort of a bikini top underneath, or not, I don't know, maybe, maybe just some duct tape. Well, I just had the fishnet shirt on, and over that I had a, a dress shirt. Oh, okay, so the fishnet shirt couldn't be seen. No, 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 oh, no, 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 we're not done. Follow along with me on this visual feast for your imagination. The dress shirt was a short sleeve shirt. Now I can't remember if it was a short sleeve dress shirt actually, or if I had cut off the long sleeves to make it a short sleeve. I'm pretty sure it was the latter, a, a short sleeve that I had made, I'm sorry, a long sleeve that I had made a short sleeve. <clears throat> now I had cut this thing to shreds taken all kinds of pieces out of it. Cut, 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 cut. So it looked like I had rolled around 
with Wolverine for half an hour and, and just was his, his practice dummy or something. Wolverine, the X-Men character, just shredded me all up. And then I had gone to a fabric store, art store, craft supply store, something like that, and got a, a pack of something like 500, 100 or 500, 250, whatever, a whole lot of safety pins, and then pinned it all back together without with those sections removed. So it was super tight on me. It hugged me at every corner. I'd, I'd taken out the extra bits and made it really, really snug everywhere, on my arms, up on, onto my neck, on all around my torso. So it fit me really, really snug. But it was all these safety pins. <laughs> Little side story on this. <laughs> I, uh, I'd gone to a music festival at Mountain View. It was this large, just all-day thing with all these bands playing, I think, Social Distortion and Foo Fighters were wrapping up the whole day. And I went into a mosh pit for Rage Against wearing this shirt. Yeah, that was a really bad idea. A really bad idea. Because those safety pins, when you're smashing into people, well, they weren't secured clothes. They, uh, they kind of popped open a few of them and started stabbing me. And so I had to get out of that mosh pit real quick because I realized I would just be a pincushion real quick if I <laughs> stayed in there. Um, I believe I did mash the little closures, all closed with some pair of needle nose pliers after that. thought, well, that was a stupid idea. In fact, the whole thing was a really stupid idea. But hey, you got to work those stupid ideas to figure out that they're stupid ideas. So here I am wearing my fishnet shirt. I've got the dress shirt that's all shredded up and then pieced back together with safety pins. Looking like some sort of, I don't know, Detroit rave reject. I don't remember what I did with my hair. Probably was kind of slicked off to the side or, I, I have no idea what I did with my hair. The pants that I wore were these plaid, green plaid, bondage pants and if you're wondering what in the hell are bondage pants they're pants that have straps attached to them so the back of the like near your butt your right butt cheek will go to the left leg the left ankle or so and then vice versa so left butt cheek to right leg so it makes this x back there now i don't know what in the heck the purpose is of these but i thought they were really cool looking <laughs> my sense of style needed a little bit of work back then it's not great now but at least i'm not wearing bondage pants I think I dress fine. I just, I dressed, I dress very thrift story these days. Um, <laughs> I'm not going for any spe specific look. I just, I dress in what I think is comfortable and keeps me warm or, or cool when I, weather appropriate. And then the boots that I had on were these Converse boots. They went all the way up to my uh, mid, mid calf, maybe a little bit above that. And this is, this is what I wore to Christmas dinner along with my nice postcard, Christmas postcard family. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I had on. And um, I think the reaction from everyone was as perfect as it could have been. I don't remember them doing anything. Not a thing. Not really acknowledging me at all. It was almost like I didn't exist. Now, I don't know if that was plotted, if somebody had the, the smart idea to go, you know what, don't give him any attention. Just don't give him any attention. 
I don't know if somebody thought of that and then circulated the idea and then everybody followed along or if it was just sort of a, we don't know what in the hell to say to him right now, so we're just not going to. This is so bizarre. I don't know what in the heck he's doing. And I don't really even looking back at it know what I was doing. Was it a cry for attention? Maybe? I, I don't know. I think I was just kind of testing the waters and figuring things out. So when I saw this Amelia fart person, I saw her testing things out and I thought, okay, that's neat. Good for her. I hope she figures some stuff out. Good for her. The thing is, you've got to find in time what parts of yourself you want to keep and which things need to be burnt off. Now I could say there's a part of me that really wants to wear bondage pants and wear a fishnet shirt. At least that would have been true at one point in time. Certainly it was true back when I did it. It's not true now because I don't want to do that. And you might say, well, you're not being true to your true self. Well, I am. See, I was true to my true self then and realized it was a, a bad idea to keep on doing that. It's kind of like trying something out verbally. If you go up to somebody and go, I'm going to be the most, if you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to be the most honest I possibly can to this guy. I'm not going to give any shits about any shitty thing at all. I'm just going to tell him what I think. Truth for truth's sake. No lies. And you go up to him and go, hey, I think you are not the most attractive person that I have ever seen. I think that plastic surgery might actually assist you in getting a mate. So that's what I think. And that's the honest truth from me to you. All right. Is that going to earn you any favors? Is anybody going to appreciate that? I don't think so. Certainly not a lot of people. There might be some people that go, oh, that's just the thing I needed to hear. Thank you for being so brutally honest with me. And there are times where brutal honesty is the right thing for the right time. But that's not always the case. It's a sometimes thing. So this Amelia Farr person going around and doing whatever she's doing in public and apparently some of her videos involve her twerking in Walmart, this very large, visually striking individual twerking. Okay, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? If you want to do that in the privacy of your own home and put the camera on, have at it, whatever. But if you're doing that in public or apparently she dyes her hair in public bathrooms sometimes, are you cleaning that up? Because if you're leaving hair dye, that stuff stains. And if you're making life difficult on the janitor that has to come in there and try and scrub that stuff out, you're being really inconsiderate. And you're true to yourself, cool, I'm just gonna be whoever I am because this is the honestly, the true spark in me. Well, <laughs> you're being a jerk. You're not being very nice to people. <clears throat> I need to use the restroom. So I'm going to go into Trader Joe's to do just that thing. I'm going to put this back on hold. And I'll continue this talk about Amelia Fart, finding the Amelia Fart within you, addressing it, being honest, and getting past those growing pains, we'll call them. All right, I'll be back with you in a, a minute, but for you, it'll feel like just a blink of an eye. All right back to it. So how do you find your inner Amelia? How do you find that? And how do you find out 
whether or not it's something that you want to continue to be. Well, you make a lot of mistakes. That's how you do it. You try things out. You, for example, are watching a movie and you think, boy, that's a really cool jacket that guy has. For example, this happened with me. When I saw the movie Drive, I thought that's a sweet jacket that guy's got. That white, kind of 80s style, I don't know, what do you call that? Satin, kind of slight puff to it, but clearly made for Ryan Gosling to fit him just so because they have costume designers that they can make whatever they need to. And uh, yeah, the chance of me finding a jacket that fits me that perfectly are really low. But anyways, I want that jacket. Go online, look for the jacket. And I saw <laughs> that this is oh, when I'm 25, 26, 27, something like that. I saw images on Reddit or something like that of people that had the same bright idea as me and looked probably about as good as I would, which is to say not as good as Ryan Gosling. People taking selfies with this jacket on because they thought it would be a neat thing. Well, eh, okay, but no. You look terrible. Then being able to see that and go, oh yeah, that's probably what I would look like. When I was a kid, I played pretend a lot. I'd dress up, wear goofy things. My mom had these small loaf pans for making little, little loaves, maybe four inches by two inches or something like that. I'd take rubber bands, put them around my knees and elbows for, I don't know, I thought I was some sort of cyber warrior or something and I had this little plastic hammer that I held by the, the head and pointed the handle outward and that was my gun. Pew pew! Some sort of ray gun. But I don't dress like that these days. I don't, I don't do those things. Could I and could I be true to my real imaginary self? Yeah, I guess so. But to what end? How would that benefit me? Like, well, you'd be letting people know what you're really like inside. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not really like that anymore. I don't really want to do that anymore. <clears throat> I've, I've, I've done that, and it, and it was fun at the time, and now I'm 34, and, and I want to dress the way that I dress. I'm dressing the way that I want to dress. Actually, I, I'm not dressing the way that I really want to dress because I can't afford the way that I really want to dress. How I'd really like to dress, and if I had the money to do so, I would be wearing very nice suits with a pocket square, maybe a, a flower that I would get fresh every single day. I'd find some florist that I really liked. I would go there in the morning, maybe when I went to a place to have my tea. I would dress like a proper English gentleman, like the kid from Kingsman or like Guy Ritchie in the <clears throat> podcast with Joe Rogan or like Conor McGregor. I would dress in a very good pinstripe suit, very well-fitting pinstripe suit, uh, three-piece with a nice vest, maybe a three, four-button vest, along with a two-button jacket with slacks that fit me perfectly with some sort of comfortable shoe, some sort of boot that was nice and polished, and maybe I'd find some sort of shoe shine guy that I really liked, and I'd give him nice tips. And remember his birthday and, and, and bring him something that he liked for his birthday, a gift card to a place that he was talking about how he wanted to go to. 
and it wouldn't be like a hundred bucks, it'd be like $10,000. This is if I had all the money that I could want to throw around. I would make small contributions like that. <clears throat> They're, uh, I don't want to say, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, I, I like doing things like that. And I, and I wish I could do things like that. I wish I had the money to just give to people that it was really going to make a difference. And I could tell they, they weren't just going to go and spend it. And they weren't just asking for a handout. They weren't asking for a handout. They were working. And I get to know them over time. Maybe somebody at a grocery store or some barista. And I, and I would understand where they're coming from and know, you know, this is a solid human being. And they're trying to make the best of the situation that they possibly can. And they come to work and they're always there. And I've only ever not seen them. I've only missed them when they were out sick. And I asked, oh, hey, where's, where's Justin? How's he doing? I, I didn't see him today. He, he, you know, he always makes my Americano or my, gives me my Earl Grey tea. I like to give him, you know, I like to see how he's doing. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not feeling so well. He had that. He came down with a cold last night and it's going around. Oh, okay, well, tell him I said hello. Okay, yeah, we'll do. I'd go to the same barber, maybe a few different barbers. Maybe I'd spread it around every other, maybe I'd go every, every couple of weeks and go to one, one, two weeks and the other, the other couple of weeks and get to know him. That's how I'd really like to be. But I can't really be that person because I don't have the money to be that person right now. And you might think, well, you can still be that person. No, no, I can't. I can't wear a three-piece suit that fits me extremely well right now. I mean, maybe I can. I just don't know where to go to get that. And maybe I can. But even if it was $100, I can't really justify a hundred dollar suit and I don't think I could get a suit that fits me as well as the suits that Conor McGregor wears fits him for a hundred bucks maybe maybe I could but I don't think so but even if I could even if I could I can't really justify a hundred dollar purchase because my wife is the only one between the two of us that has a full-time job I'm still looking for work but as of this recording the work that I'm doing doesn't pay me a dime I am working for um, better angels and well it's fun and I like it charcoal unique yeah, that's a scarf of polyester not interested <sighs> ho-hum everything works out it always always works out took the car in to get an oil change the other day I'm sure I could do it myself but considering the cost of the oil is about the cost that I paid to have the whole oil change done I didn't really see a need to pay or to do it myself I can save the time just bring it in, get it done. It was um, $35. Have a full five, five and a half quarts put in. Semi-synthetic oil, oil filter that works. <clears throat> I'm not sure that I have the tools to do it myself. I think I could, but I don't have the pan. Then I'd have to find a place to dispose of the oil. It's not something I'm just gonna dump down the drain, obviously. 
Maybe, maybe not, obviously. I guess it's not, obviously, because you can't just assume that. You could, but you might be wrong. In your case, in my case, you wouldn't be wrong. That all said, for the $35, I'm gonna stop talking for a second as I pass this car wash. talking about $35 oil change why was I talking about an oil change working on the car wearing a three-piece suit being wanting to wear that oh yeah um, spending money having a job the only job that I have right now is one that doesn't pay me anything which I'm fine with I, I like the work that I'm doing I mean I, I don't know how fine my wife is with it that's the one thing that I am battling on an almost daily basis is the knowledge that I'm not bringing much of anything into the para family coffers, which I'm not real thrilled about, but why? I, I apply to a job on an almost daily basis. There haven't been a whole lot of jobs that I really want to work at, so I haven't really been doing any follow-up. There's jobs like a police cadet, which they want you in a criminal justice program, which I am not. And I don't really, it's not like I really, really want to be a police cadet. No, my goodness, it's all I've ever wanted to do. I, I would I would be happy to do the job and I would do a good job at the job, just as I would do any job, but it's, it's not something I super want to do. Um, I enjoy my job that I have at Detroit Kid City, making coffee and interacting with the kids and picking up after him. I mean, I'm not super thrilled about that part, but whatever, I don't mind it. I would like another coffee shop job. I would enjoy that, making coffee, but <clears throat> I don't know, I, I haven't found that yet. I scour Craigslist and indeed.com. Maybe I could check out ZipRecruiter as well. Anyways, what does this have to do with any of this? Well, here's the thing. I gotta make sure that I'm spending my time wisely. And you might ask, well, is this hour-long walk that you went on, is that spending your time wisely? Yeah, it is. Because I accomplished three things, a minimum of three things. Probably, I could probably get up to a half dozen things that I've accomplished with this walk. First off, I got outside. Got some kind of fresh air. I'm walking along Woodward Avenue, which is four lanes to a side of it heading north and south, so I don't know how fresh the air really is, but at least I'm outside getting outside air. <laughs> um, I'm talking, I'm utilizing my my brain, I'm utilizing my mind and, and exercising my voice and practicing the art of getting ideas from me to you. Sometimes when I get in these states like I am right now, I feel outside of my body. It's a strange meditative state. Not not completely outside of my body like I'm watching myself, but I don't... I, 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 it's not like I'm being controlled. It's not that either. It's just... I don't know. It's like I'm flying. I'm kind of floating, and it's just happening. And it's, it's a very 
interesting, uplifting, wonderful feeling, and I enjoy it. It only happens when I'm talking and walking. Maybe since I walk at a pretty brisk pace, it's a, a, a taste of a runner's high, but I don't think that's it. I think it's just getting into somewhat of a flow state, and I'm just using my mouth, and I'm, I'm just, I'm outside of, I don't know, I'm, I'm completely with reality, but I'm at the same time kind of outside of it. I, don't, I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's, it's what it feels like. It's, it's strange. <clears throat> I'm getting exercise. My body's getting warmed up, and I plan to do a fair bit of stretching when I get home. I've been working on trying to get to a, the splits. I haven't been working on it as hard as I could because it's, it's difficult to find a way to stretch my legs and do it in a way that doesn't take a, a heck of a lot of effort to hold myself up because I have to find strange angles to try and, I'm trying to stretch myself, but if I'm having to hold myself up because I don't want to drop my full weight onto me, I don't know how much I weigh from, say, hip up, but it's probably at least 50 pounds, and that's a lot of weight to just have pulling down, or gravity is pulling down on my groin, which I'll tell you what, it's not comfortable. So I have to prop myself up and sometimes I lean on a chair and so it's it's kind of it's kind of a mess. <laughs> but I, I make do. But it's not it's 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 a challenge to get into those those uh, positions and it's kind of a pain in the butt. So I don't find myself doing it a whole lot. Certainly not enough to achieve splits by any real time frame, which is what I was aiming for. I said I was going to have it done by the end of this year, and I guess if I really started cranking it out on an everyday basis, maybe I could have it done in the next couple of months. I don't know. Maybe I should make that a real serious goal. Um, making a podcast, that's good. I like doing that. I don't think a whole lot of people listen to these, but that's not why I've ever made them. I've said that many times. This is for me to exercise my mind, get them out there, and I don't even check the analytics on it. I have no idea. I check the analytics on my webpage, but I don't check the analytics for Stitcher, for blah, 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 Stitcher or, or uh, iTunes. So I have no idea how many people are listening to this on a regular basis. Could be two. It could be 10 million at this point. I think I'd probably have gotten an email or two if it was 10 million from some of that, my massive fan base, which I really don't think exists at all. But maybe one day it will. And if it does, they'll have a huge backlog of stuff to listen to. Because not do I, not only do I have these 55, this is number 56 I think I'm working on right now, uh, podcast to go through. I could go back and upload the other 100 and turn them all in pod to podcasts if I wanted that I did before this that are not in podcast form. They're just recordings that I had my, on my website. I wrote my story this morning, so I'm good to have that done. I talked to multiple people on the phone today about getting better angels things happening so I feel like I've had a pretty dang productive day and it's not even what time is it is it two is it two it's no it's not even one it's 12 20 right now fantastic <sighs> do some reading do some writing and there's this event looming on the horizon that I'm working up towards and it's going to drain me it's absolutely going to drain me. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Maybe by saying that it's going to drain me, maybe I should look at it it's going to fill me. Well, it's going to do something to me. And what that event is, is me rewriting my book, After Summer, for the 
the sixth time, I think it is. <laughs> and that's not just shorthand rewriting. No, no, no. This is longhand. This has gotten to the point where at no point has it ever been less than 65,000 words. I don't think it's ever been less than 70,000 words. Maybe once it was. Huh. So let's say it's 75,000 words on average each time because one of those times it was 120,000 words. Um, so we'll say 75,000 words per time. I've, re I've written it five times. So what is that? Uh, two times 75, that's 150, so 300. So 375,000 words. So on another write-through, which is actually gonna be two, because I'm going to be writing it once longhand, by hand, pen and paper, on pads of legal paper. <laughs> um, that'll be another 80-ish thousand words, I assume. And then I'm going to type it all out again. So I have two more write-throughs uh, write ahead of me. And that'll be, I'll be at something like a half a million words that I've spent on this one book, which to me is hilarious, but also kind of great because how else am I going to look at it? I remember the very first time I wrote it, I thought, there we go. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. I'll just go through and tweak some typos. <laughs> oh, you silly goose. You silly goose. And I wouldn't be surprised if I have to write it through again. Hey, whatever. What are you going to do? But this time it's going to be the most significant change that it's undergone since I wrote it the first time. But that ties into what this whole chat has been kind of about. You've got to make those mistakes. And at the time, you might not even realize, might not have realized that they were mistakes. And maybe on their own, isolated from anything else, they aren't mistakes. And, and they're not. If they're isolated from everything else, it's not a mistake because it's the only thing. It's only when you bring it into the light of other things that it could be seen as a mistake. If you only ever do one backflip, you're on your trampoline, you do one backflip, and it's kind of sloppy, but it's the only one that you ever do, well, then it is by default the best one that you've ever done. It is obviously only the, the worst one that you've ever done because it's everything that you've ever done. That's it. The thing about life is that you get attempt after attempt after attempt after attempt after attempt. And what I mean by that is every time you sleep and then you wake up, you get a new shot at life. And it all builds. It all builds on each other. Every day builds. Every moment builds. So how you spend all of these moments really, really matters. It matters so much. I mean, I look around at, at the cars and the, the signs, and I wonder, what, what is all of this? What is it really? I don't know. <laughs> we might not ever know. I mean, you say, well, what do you mean? It's cars and it's streets and it's this and it's that. Yeah, okay, it is from a certain level of analysis, but it's also not. It's ideas made real. It's ideas brought into the tangible world. I mean, uh, that's a whole nother talk for another time, but the things that we see 
are experiments. Every single one of them. Everything that we see, they're experiments. And some of them work, some of them flop. And sometimes we learn from, from those things and sometimes we don't. Ideally, everybody is being critical of, of what they see and what they do and trying to make what they do the best that they can. That's not the case for everyone though. Some people just don't care. You gotta try things to see if it's gonna work. Yeah, you gotta experiment. You've gotta get out there and do what you can do to, to be you. Maybe you are Amelia Hart. Maybe, maybe you're some sort of provocateur and that is really you. And maybe that is really her and that's who she'll still be when she's 50 years old. I'd be a little bit surprised. I have a feeling that she'll grow out of that. She might not see it now and she, she may never grow out of it, but I have a feeling that she will. I'm not gonna subscribe to her channel to watch the journey to see it happen because I don't really care. But it was a good bullet point to talk about today. It was interesting and it... Yeah, what it is... It was worth chatting about, I think. Because I encourage you to find your own Amelia Fart and see how much of it needs to be brought into the world for other people to witness. Because they are going to unless you only ever do it inside the privacy of your own home. Which, what's the point of that? But do you wanna go out into the world and wear a tutu and a fishnet shirt and some, I don't know, some sort of crazy clown mask and, and flippers and a, and a snorkel and call yourself scuba clown okay uh, you, you can do that people are going to have opinions about that they're not just going to completely ignore you being scuba clown they'll they'll have thoughts and ideas about you doing that and you've got to be ready for that now you might ponder that and go you know what hmm i don't think i want to bring scuba clown into existence and there are a lot of things that shouldn't be brought into existence. A lot of ideas that should only stay, should only be, they should remain in your head. That's how I want to word that. Ideas that damage other people, cause destruction to property, that inconvenience other people, those need to stay in inside. I, I would urge you to keep those ideas, even if they only damage you or, or inconvenience yourself. Keep them inside. Just identify them and let them go. Alright, I'm going to end this here. It's been an hour and three minutes and 15 seconds as of those words right there. I love you. I hope you have a great day. And yeah. That's it. Bye.